good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. Well, this happened, I think, a little over a week ago. BitBoy Crypto was at a conference, one of these, I don't know what it was, uh, decentralized, whatever. And uh, somebody from the audience started calling him out while he was on stage. And uh, the interaction really caught my attention. So we're going to go through that. I've got some clips here. The same time this week, New Zealand has really done something that I think is very atrocious. They have taken an infant baby that needed a heart um, operation. It was a, it was a twin you know, it's the twin that didn't do so well and found out had this heart disorder, needed an operation to get better blood flow and so forth going. And the parents, they wanted, they, you know, they had what I think is a pretty reasonable request. They wanted unvaccinated blood for their unvaccinated baby. Why? Because this, the spike protein that the vaccination, so-called vaccination, these Gene transfection therapies produce is a toxic bioweapon with GP120 uh, HIV inserts that go in and create all sorts of damage all over the body. We've got these vax noodles appearing everywhere. There was a story this week about a woman who went for an oxygen treatment. She claims that she's unvaccinated. She's been dealing with severe health issues since she caught COVID a year ago. And they actually pulled these out of her veins. This is why she's not had any energy and been really sick and, you know, has tens of thousands of dollars in medical bills and so forth. She claims, you know, that she's not had these injections, but yet they're pulling these white fibrous strands, what I call vax noodles out of her arm. So, you know, is this MRNA transmissible? which is one of the things that I've been talking to you guys about for years and years. So we're going to get into that, but I want to start here. Oh, let's see. How about these little clips right here? So mad. She's so angry and she's doing the exact same stuff. She's accusing me of. And this one. Take the 10 seconds. You know, this is the most famous you will ever be. So there he is leading with another insult. This is the most famous you'll ever be. You this know, woman is a child blesser. She's a murderer. She's a murderer. Look at you. You're shaking. You don't make people shake. Even his friends over there. Uh-uh-uh. Ben, no. Uh-uh. Don't call her a murderer and a child molester. That was his response to what about these shady transactions where it looks like you might've pumped and dumped your audience. Okay. And there's a lot to this interaction uh, that I want to break down kind of as we go through here. Give me one second though. Let me adjust my screens here behind the screen. I just barely had almost put the show off until tomorrow. Oh, but I said, F it. We're going to do it live. Uh, okay. So, you know, what is he doing there in the first clip? So mad. She's so angry and she's doing the exact same stuff. She's accusing me of it's called projecting. He's projecting, uh, what he's done onto her say, you know, this is a common thing that's happened with the Democrats and the whole Q thing behind it. This is something that they've been pointing out as well. The guilty are accusing others of doing exactly what they've done, colluding with Russia, using the uh, FBI to, to uh, you know, push these false narratives and so forth and lying to Congress, lying to the American people and on and on. 
And then he goes on. This is the most famous you'll ever be. The most famous you'll ever be. See, Ben is big and important. And this woman who's challenging him, she's small and insignificant. What she has to say can't possibly matter. And oh, by the way, her life is never going to amount to anything more than that time that she challenged me, the great one, BitBoy Crypto, and got 2 million views. Like what a condescending, douchey thing to say to someone. But that's how he's defending his actions, right? Does this make sense? Is this how someone who's not guilty would respond to allegations that they did something improper or unethical? I don't really think it is. And then he goes for the, the distraction and the extreme example. And what is she pointing out? That he's shaking, that the adrenaline is pumping because he's nervous because he knows what's on the line. This is his reputation that he has to defend and convince these people at this conference that uh, he's the good guy here and she is the, uh, you know, toxic, toxicity in crypto. Okay. So here's how this started. No, I, I, I will tell you, man, you have no idea what you're talking about right now. Oh, give, give it, let's go, let's go, let's go, get it, get it, get it, let's go, let's go. This is a real winner right here. This is a real winner. Hey, I can tell you right now, you have, you have no idea what you're talking about, man. That, you, people like you. Real winner, that's an ad hominem attack. This is the toxicity in the States, guys. Well, I want you all to understand. And if you ask questions that cast doubt on the anointed crypto influencers anointed by God to deliver us the scam projects, <laughs> then you are the toxic one. And what is she doing? She's pointing out his tactics. He cannot defend against this right here because why? He's not actually addressing the concerns raised. He can't. He's guilty of most of it, as I think he's going to confess here in a minute. So one of the other influencers stands up and says, Ben, you are not the pot calling the kettle black. I think that's a swipe at Ben, but... Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a distraction away from the points that she's trying to make. Nobody here is taking her seriously. Oh, hold on. Y'all are having an audio problem. That's not good. Um, there shouldn't be. Let me know if. Ah, crap. Oh, great. Well, this is what happens. <laughs> I don't know if that's any better. Maybe. Mm, if not, I may just scrap this show and do it tomorrow. It'll give me more time anyway. In fact, that's maybe what I'll do here right now. Because I, let me see. Main monitor feed. And that one should be. Check, check. How's, how's that? Echo? 
Is there still an echo in my voice? Okay, that fixed it. We had something mixed up in the settings. All right, apologize for that. Let's keep going here. Thank you guys for letting me know. Uh, all right, <laughs> what happens when I have to rush to put a show together? Uh, okay, where were we here? Let me see. This is about women now? We're turning this around. All right, let's back it up just a sec. Okay, so what is she saying? She's saying this is about fathers, daughters, we are women, meaning these scams, these pump and dumps are hurting everyday people. That's the point. Where does BitBoy go with it? Uh, Oh, this is about women now? He is looking for anything to sort of misdirect, misrepresent, to paint her as a crazy person who can't make a salient point when it's really just he's talking over her the whole time. You lose. Wow, the person making that statement sure has been sitting up there and telling people you're the loser, I'm the winner here. She said, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. He says, okay, then why are you there? And I'm up here on stage, the important one, the one who matters, not the insignificant one shouting from the audience. Okay. And that's a great question. Why here? And the answer is simple because BitBoy there has home field advantage, right? He's been invited on this show multiple times with every video and with this one too. BitBoy, if you want to come on and clear your name, I'll lay out the steps for you to do it. And you can show up completely prepared and I will have an incredible apology saying how, you know what, we got it all wrong about Ben. What he's done has been virtuous and really helpful to the community. uh, And he has cleared his name. And we'll outline, I'll even outline in this show what I think Ben should do or could do to clear his name. It's not what he's doing, folks. He doesn't show any signs of attempting to actually clear his name. He's attacking this woman relentlessly, trying to misdirect and label her as an extremist, as a crazy person. These are all the same mainstream media, CDC, Fauci tactics. Same thing Richard Hartwin does with the hex scam or the the heart scheme that he's created because that's what it is. You what? Who who are you? And you're just some nobody, lady. So what does he have there? Why is he doing that instead of coming on a show, a podcast where, you know, you can sit down and talk and have a rational discussion? It's because he refuses to do that. Okay. And there... He's got the stage, so he's elevated up and looking down on people. That has a psychological effect. He's got the microphone, which is amplified when you guys hear my voice, and it's not echoey like it was at the beginning of the show. It's now crystal clear and booming through your speakers (coughs) into your ears. Of course, when she talks, 
he can't hear or it sounds like screeching. So he can talk over her and use that to its advantage, as you saw him do just now. And it's also at a conference where his supporters are going to be the ones showing up there. So the audience is also on his side. That's why this is the best scenario for this to play out. So he can continue this narrative that, oh, anybody who asks these questions about my credibility or my integrity or my previous actions is uh, a crazy, toxic person in the crypto space. See, see this lady, she, the child molester lady. Ah, <sighs> unbelievable. So mad, she's so angry, and she's doing the exact same stuff she's accusing me of. How many people who are- I am not doing the same things. I'm so th these are where the clips came from that we opened with. <sighs> and he's, uh, well, okay, let's keep going here. You know what, I don't need a mic, right? What does she do, do right there? She points out his advantage. I don't need the microphone. I can talk and talk loud and people will hear me. Right. And so she, she is aware she's on unlevel footing. She doesn't do a great job of really going after him here for the jugular, but uh, you know, you got to give her major props for standing up and speaking out against him. Ask check, check it. Where's, where's the evidence? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Give, give, give the evidence. This is your moment. Look at him. Prove and prove. Show, show, show me a media sheet. Show me a media sheet and say that's evidence. So what did he just do there? He established a straw man. Show me a media sheet. Well, lots of companies and crypto influencers and media personalities have a media sheet. Okay. That does not imply guilt, and that's not really the accusation here. The media sheet shows that he was taking money for projects, which he maybe wasn't disclosing to his audience when he was talking about those projects. Let's go and see, right? So guys, you can just go and check all the evidence posted by Zach XB. A thread from a year ago. A that, from a year it, ago. it doesn't matter whether it's a year okay. ago. Correct. The fact that a year has passed does not make it all of a sudden not fraud, okay, or not misrepresentation, BitBoy. But what else can he say, really? Oh, I mean, that's, a, that's old news. That's old news. Has he ever addressed the points in it? No, no. He filed a lawsuit to silence the guy and get him to retract something. But wait, just listen. No, 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 hold on, no, hold on. When you do this... So now he's come up with this wild example of your child molester in response to a thread outlining nine specific projects that rug pulled after BitBoy Crypto promoted it to his audience asking the question, hey, uh, how were you compensated for these? What was the story behind these nine projects that pumped and dumped? What does he address? He's going to address one of the nine. That's it. And he's picked, I think, the one where he is actually innocent in order to discredit all of them while not addressing the other eight points brought up. 
and cl- and now claiming, well, this is old news. No, it's not old news until you address it and put it to bed, BitBoy. That's how this works. What a disgusting piece of shit. Present, see, there you go. He's got it. He's, she doesn't need to present it. It's been presented. She brought up the thread. What you need to do, BitBoy, is respond to it, which you have failed to do for over a year. So here he is making his case for why you should you should throw out all nine examples of rug pulls, pump and dumps that BitBoy Crypto was involved in. And believe him, please believe him. There was a lawsuit filed. I did a video called Pam. The project, the day I released the video, they changed the smart contract. It was a totally different project after we released the video. A guy, a toady, makes a video about me. In the video, he literally accuses me of doing sponsored content without disclosing. That was the one thing we wanted him to just remove. That's all we wanted him to remove that. That was a lie and it was false. And yet it turned into a narrative of people attacking me nonstop because of a lawsuit, because someone told nine truths and one lie. All right, two things there. So one, this one I think he's probably telling the truth on. He probably didn't get compensated from PAMP. They saw the opportunity to change the smart contract. Did he come out and make a video explaining this? No, but now here he is complaining, saying, you know, people shouldn't respond this way without acknowledging that it's his past behaviors that are driving that response, BitBoy. So the fact that you haven't addressed your previous behavior, these previous projects you promoted that went wrong for people, the deleted videos, the changed titles, the trades in your own portfolio that suggest you dumped these coins right after days after making the video and putting them in your top five crypto picks. Where's the accountability for the lie? Where, where, where is the... Oh yeah, let me back up here. What did he just say? ...of people attacking me nonstop because of a lawsuit, because someone told nine truths and one lie. Where's the accountability because for the lie? Someone told nine truths and one lie. Now, what did the lady bring up? She brought up the Zach XBT thread, which, uh, by the way, oh, here's here's where it broke, okay? So this is Fat Man on Twitter, Fat Man Tara, saying BitBoy gives the floor to this woman, assuming she has no evidence of him being a scammer. She brings up the Zach XBT threads. He realizes that she has legitimate evidence, so he suddenly cuts her off and starts yelling that she's a child molester. (laughs) And of course, here's that thread. We've covered it in detail, went through it one by one. So here's the media sheet that he's talking about, where he's charging $40,000 for a YouTube interview, $35,000 for a dedicated review, live stream mentioned $20,000 because, you know, BitPoy is just so popular. And, uh, You know, here's the video that outlines, it's not just him, but it's several of these crypto influencers and he went around and got all the lists and so forth. And then all of these things 
these projects start getting listed out. Here's MYX, here's DISTX, here's uh, Zal Finance, ETHY. This was another scam that ended up rug pulling. He deleted the video. What was this previous one? He deleted the tweet. This one, he went on to change the video title later on. The video also had zero promotional disclosure and the project exit scammed. Uh, this one, he deleted the video. Are <laughs> you seeing a pattern here? Huh? Uh, let's see. Lock here is another one. He covered in late 2020. Projects, Twitter and website are no longer there. And once again, BitBoy deleted his video on it. CPH, slow rug promoted by BitBoy. Also deleted video. Coin was delayed for years and the founder has a sketchy past. <laughs> Search dollar sign CPH scam on Twitter for, for more examples or more info. Uh, and then number nine. Remember nine truths and one lie? <laughs> or are the other nine examples all true? Is that what BitBoy just admitted? That this is the one lie and the others are true and that's why he's only responded to PAMP? and not the other ones above. Not to mention, you know, act now and you'll get a free plagiarized NFT thrown in. Remember this, where he ripped off the, the artwork on the left by dropping a little BitBoy crypto logo on top of it and maybe changing the color of the hands down here and then giving that away as NFTs. And then also, don't forget the, the plagiarism and so forth where he took people's research and so forth and just fed it, his, his guys just fed it into the teleprompter for him to read and he's just sitting there reading other people's work, other people's research as his own without crediting them. And, on, you know, nine truths and a lie because those other ones are provable, right? And this these threads go on and on and on. And we, we've covered that, so I don't want to, hash that out all in detail, but I want you guys to think, I, I think he's telling us exactly. Where, where, where is the accountability for people? Good question. To be able to make up Where's the accountability for the other exit scams and pump and dumps that you've been involved in BitBoy? Where's the trades, right? That's what I want to see are the trades. Whatever they want about us because we're popular people in the space. That is wrong. To be able to nonstop attack people and people not be able to defend themselves, that is the problem in crypto. We have to be able to defend ourselves and people get pissed at me because I actually defend myself. And why do I do that? Because I'm defending the integrity of every person on the stage. I'm, I'm oh boy. BitBoy Crypto is the defender of the integrity of the crypto influencers. Yeah. <laughs> Can't make this shit up, folks. Yeah. So vitriolic. And then see, you've got the blind supporters in the audience cheering this on. Yeah. Tell them, BitBoy. Meanwhile, for three of the coins, he had less than 1%. Oh, for three of the sorry. coins. Now, this guy, remember, we covered this in the same video, the last one we made about BitBoy. He went through and looked at his videos. And this was, and sort of tracked his top five picks over time. In which case, if you had invested in them following his advice, you would have lost 50% of your capital, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> he noticed that uh, 
in the top five when he's recommending these to his audience as these are good buys. These are the best projects out there. You should think about getting these. This was the reality. He had less than 1% in his portfolio. This seems baffling if you truly thought these coins were the top investment, but even more astonishingly, he had zero coins for two of his top five picks. How's that possible? That just five days after telling the world these are the top five coins, he has zero of two of the coins in his account. Well, there's two possible explanations. One is he pumped them on February 16th and then immediately sold them. This is called a pump and dump. You buy them early, you get everyone excited, and then when they're excited, you sell yours to the excited people. Pump and dump, classic stock manipulation. Or two, the other explanation is he never purchased any of the two coins in spite of encouraging his followers to do so. Both scenarios are damning for his credibility. <laughs> for the champion of crypto influencer integrity, folks. Yeah, exactly. So here's how you clear your name, BitBoy. You go in, you collect all of your trades related to FYOOZ and Mantra Dow. Two projects that you promoted in your crypto top five, which apparently five days after promoting them, roughly, you uh, held zero coins. And you show us when you bought some, how many you bought, when you sold them. And we'll go ahead and plug in when you promoted them and pumped them on your YouTube channel to your audience at the time. And then we'll see kind of exactly what you did. And then you write that out. You say, under penalty of perjury, to the best of my knowledge, these are my trades that I am even tangentially connected to for these two projects. And here's what I did. And then you take it to a notary and you have them sign it and you hold it up. But I don't think BitBoy can do that because it will expose the truth. And if he has to, if he lies about it, well, I think the uh, SEC knows the truth of his trades. And then he's caught in a, you know, not so between a rock and a hard place with them because he's misrepresented what he's, uh, what he's done to his audience, proving that there's, uh, you know, intent to deceive. So that's how he could clear his name. The fact that he's not doing that and instead attacking the messenger, engaging in ad hominems, calling them child molesters rather than <laughs> responding with facts should be a eye opener to what this guy's all about, right? And, um, yeah, let's keep talking about suing influencers. That's the big thing that happened, right? Let me explain to you what happened there. And, and this do. is the 100% truth. What happened is I did a video on a project called Pam, and, and the difference between me and everybody else is I own everything I did. And this is why people try to attack me, and they can't touch me, because I own it, and I say that I made mistakes. I did oh, not okay. do things maliciously. But people like this that are vitriolic and they... You own it? I mean, you haven't responded to eight out of the nine pump and dumps that you were involved with? Uh, how, how is that owning it? Can you show me the videos where you went out and said, you know what, guys, I was wrong. This project rugged pulled. I'm sorry. 
Here's what went wrong. Here's what I'm changing so that this doesn't happen again. Can you show me those videos? Because all I've seen are videos where you promoted it and then you deleted the video or you changed the title and tried to erase history, tried to erase your involvement in these scams. And now you're strangely not talking about them. Gee, that's kind of weird, don't you think, BitBoy? Because, you know, like, I'm not perfect either, right? Uh, I had the, I got caught up in one of these, the arbitrage bot years ago. Uh, it was this supposedly arbitraging, which is what FTX claims they were able to do by moving money, moving, buying Bitcoin on one exchange, moving it to another, selling it, and then, uh, repeating the process and moving the cash back as best you can. Um, and at first I thought, oh, this is a scam. This is a scam. There's no way. And then month after month after month, people are, it's paying out for them. It's working for them and they're doing well. They're getting rich. It's, you know, they got in early, right? And uh, I finally made the video about it and then found out you, a bunch of you guys sent me stories and so forth. I looked at it a, the next day, I think it was, spent hours reading through that, really learning. I had no idea what a HYIP was at the time. That's high yield investment program, which are, if it's, if it's given you over 1% interest per day, it's a scam. It's mathematically unsustainable. Okay. Um, and what did I do? I made a video, came out and said, I'm sorry, guys, I screwed up on this. It's a scam. Please don't put any more money in it. I don't remember exactly all of what I said, but that was the gist of it. It was like, I, I screwed up on this. Shouldn't have promoted this thing. And then I went on an absolute rampage against all the other HYIP to raise awareness and made dozens of little videos, just calling them out for being a scam and explaining what a HYIP was. So people understand and can spot these for themselves. Okay. So I tried to, uh, you know, so what did I do? Made a video calling it out. I didn't delete the old video either. I updated the title to call it. This is a scam. Updated the description, removed the links in the video description. That's the only place those links were posted anyway. Um, and then made that second video and then tried to educate people about these types of scams and some of the telltale signs to look for, right? That's what somebody with integrity does, BitBoy Crypto, not delete their old videos and pretend like it didn't happen and then only address one out of eight claims and label the people who um, point this out, child molesters and crazy people who are toxic to the crypto space. You're the toxic person in the crypto space, sir. Just want to spew toxicity to get a name for themselves. They don't understand the truth. Excuse me. They do not understand the truth of what happened. The truth oh. is, I did a video. On a BitBoy's going to tell us the truth. And this time, you can definitely trust him that it's going to be the truth, folks. Project that was researched by my team called Pam in, in, in whatever it was. Okay, please. What? No, 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 that, 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 that's it, that's it, correct me. We turned down 90, no, no, because I have a media sheet. How, how many of you guys, how many of you guys have a media sheet who have been in crypto? What, 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 what? Oh, you have a media sheet too? Oh, you have a media sheet. Oh, oh, oh so, so you're the exact project that we're talking about here to try to shortcut stuff. Let's <laughs> okay, so let me break that down for you. 
He's attacking her for having a media sheet. Now, she apparently, I don't know what project this is. I haven't looked into who this lady is, but she has a project, a crypto project, where she's created some kind of cryptocurrency, and they've created a media sheet that says, I guess, hey, if you do an interview and and uh, look at our project, this is what we'll pay you. That's called transparency, okay? Influencers having a media sheet, that's called good business, but along with that comes the integrity of disclosing that you're getting compensation when you make these videos, which was not done, I don't think, in every case. And BitBoy wants to address the one where he can while ignoring the others. And remember that Atozi lawsuit over the, the video that you know BitBoy was, this is just the first, but it won't be the last. I'm going to sue everybody into silence until the crypto community turned against him and he realized... Uh, how much trouble he was in because all of a sudden Atozi has a six-figure legal defense fund and that's going to come with some hefty discovery which would basically uncover all these things that uh, I've just gone through all of these questions and force him to answer them and what did he do oh, I'm going to drop the lawsuit because you know this was just the wrong approach for me <laughs> meanwhile he's getting letters from the SEC Right? I'm sorry, you don't even know me, so please, please, you don't know me. You did the same thing. You did, you did the same thing. You literally, I want you guys to understand. I want you guys to understand. Can somebody remove her? I want you guys to understand. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm stopping her. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, literally. Listen, I want you guys to understand before she gets re interrupts again what you just saw. You see a person that runs a project that has a media sheet attacking someone else. For transparency, attacking someone who has a media sheet who's doing paid promotions without disclosing them. Who has a media sheet. You guys understand the problem with this. First yeah, of all, do, we've ben. done a single sponsor video since January of last year. Okay, great. Haven't done one since January of last year. How many did you do? Which projects did you do them for? How much did you get paid? for each project because you know you get paid for f like five grand for the ones that didn't pump and dump and 40 grand for the ones that did well that's kind of a pertinent piece of information isn't it ben but you're not disclosing that you're not telling us any of that you're not telling us which projects you even got paid on because doing so i would uh, basically be admitting to crimes and this guy's under investigation by the sec I think anyway, most likely they are, they are sending him letters and asking questions. On January of this year, we pledged not to do any, we gave away 100% of our YouTube profits this year to our NFT community. A hundred percent. hundred percent. See, <coughs> he must be a good guy. <coughs> He's given money to charity. I mean, it's weird. It's like, I think, I think I've heard some, heard that somewhere else. Before. Giant dick. You can see it right here on the license plate. 145 IQ. And I raised $27 million for charity. So all you people trying to talk shit, like, oh, Richard, why do you give money to charity? I gave more than you. Oh, why don't you uh, make other people rich? I make other people rich. Oh, what are you, born rich? I was born poor. Fuck you guys. Get on my... <laughs> oh, you got to love the arrogance. You know, it reminds me, of course, of uh, the scene right here where you've got... Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street on the boat with the FBI agent. 
This case got dumped on my desk. Did it? You know, by a higher up who uh, needs to be my personal line. Five days a week, you just got him in at the market at the right time, chose the right stock. We gave him the right guidance. Boom, overnight, changed his entire life. You know, got to put his mother into the best hospital in New York City. It didn't work out for her. Granted, she passed away, unfortunately, but we gave him that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just about setting up the right team, and then overnight, your life can change. <laughs> He's trying to bribe the FBI agent right there, which, you know, this is kind of hard to believe because he didn't take the bribe, but uh, we know what the FBI is doing today. All right. So... What did Richard Hart Wynn do there? He didn't donate $21 million to charity. He raised $21 million. And did he make other people rich? Yes. Off of the backs of the early, the late investors. See, the people who get in early to these HYIP and other schemes and scams, they're the ones who benefit. So you have a bunch of people who made hundreds of millions of dollars from the Hart scheme right now realizing the value in sort of uh boosting um richard hartwin's reputation and so forth by being willing to give it, give up some of their ill-gotten gains you know they made a hundred million oh, we'll give two million to charity no problem and what does that do it buys them a little more time it boosts the reputation rating of Richard Hart went and draws in some new suckers with the argument that he now has that, Hey, I'm a good guy. I give to charity <laughs> while not addressing the concerns raised. It's another deflection of the guilty. That's all we're seeing over and over and over again, folks. The fact is, is that you have people that talk nonsense that don't know us. that tried to throw us under the bus. Meanwhile, I'm working with, Wait, so now you have to personally know somebody to accuse them of wrongdoing? To ask questions, to question their actions, their behaviors? Is it that that's what he's suggesting? Politicians and regulators trying to fix the space. You have loud mouth people that <laughs> Of course what he's referencing there is his bill. It's so good, it's secret. He can't show it to you, but trust him, it's gonna be good for everybody. This is definitely not BitBoy Crypto tilting the table in his favor, cantaloning the table in his favor, if you remember the Elgato Malo article that we read. No, he wouldn't do that. He's such a good guy. He defends the integrity of all the crypto influencers, for God's sakes. Okay? Come on, folks. Come on. This is BitBoy Crypto we're talking about. And see, this is the gun in the room, the libertarian argument of the gun in the room, because what does government do? It puts people in a bit into big groups turns them against one another. We're going to have pro-life over here, pro-choice over here. We'll throw the gun in the middle of the floor. Everybody scrambles for it. And whoever gets it gets to stand up with the gun and point it and say, you are going to do what we say. Because that's what government is. It's using, delegating your authority to use violence against your friends and neighbors to force your ideas upon them. And the people who want to do that to others are not doing it for the greater good, despite the propaganda trying to get you to believe otherwise. 
Okay. This is absolutely something that is going to give him an advantage, maybe at your expense, maybe not. Maybe you'll get to ride on the coattails, just like some of the early investors did to Richard Hart Wynn's heart scheme. That's why he won't talk to me either, right? He wanted to earlier, but now mm, he's blocked me. I think both of these two have. So... All right, let's keep going. Don't grasp what they're talking about, trying to get attention, and they're the real toxicity. If you don't know a person and you don't have proof of something they've done, and you're out here saying and accusing on Twitter, you are the problem. You are the reason why there's why there's no trust in this space. This is the reason why every single person up here that I know are good people, we all get attacked nonstop. So if you point to the evidence and ask questions, you're the toxic person and it's definitely not the crypto influencers promoting the scams that are toxic to the space. Do you see the deflection? Do you see the misdirection? Do you see the framing that he's putting on these arguments? That's his strategy here. Not to clear his name, not to stand up and say, here's what I did guys. Judge me based on my actions. No, he doesn't, he doesn't want to do that. Because he knows where that leads. He knows the damage that that will do to his reputation, to his following, to his standing in the crypto community when people realize what he's done to them. Hmm. You just said that I shilled FTT. Okay, me neither. I, I also never had an FTX account. I've never had an FTX account. We've never had a dollar in FTX. I thought FTT had a lot of promise because they added in Ledger X, a derivatives trading platform where they should be able to annex leverage trading in the United States. And I thought that would be a great way for the utility of the token to come to, come to fruition. Guess what? We didn't know it was a giant scam. Shoot, there is a... I didn't grab it. Anyway, um, this is uh, non-fungible Nikki on TikTok. Those were her videos. I think she did a great job capturing this. And there's a video where she asks him, I thought I grabbed it, but I don't see it here in the, in the folder. Uh, and I was trying to throw it in here. But she asks him about Balenciaga, the, the company that it came out. They were supporting you know, child bondage and promoting that to, to kids and just all this ridiculous uh, woke nonsense. And he tells a story of how he bought some Balenciaga sunglasses. In fact, let me see if I can bring it up here. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I want to show you guys this because it's pretty good here. Okay, so here's her page. And it is this one right here. Would you rather do a paid promotion with Balenciaga or have crypto go to zero? Funny story. Uh, yeah, two days ago, I bought a brand new pair of Balenciaga glasses, and they got canceled literally one hour later. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would definitely. Uh, ra I, I will buy Balenciaga and then give it to somebody that doesn't have any anything to wear. Would you rather do a paid promotion? Because he is such a good guy, helping others. I mean, does he? You would buy sunglasses from the company promoting pedophilia and then give them them to someone who doesn't have sunglasses what 
He's trying so hard to paint himself as this generous benefactor to the poor and needy and helping everyone that like he's not even thinking about what he's logically saying. Right? Do you see what's happening here? I thought that was so revealing. Anyway, she did a great job with these videos. So happy they were shared. And I think she had one of the best uh, perspectives on it, on what was happening. Uh, okay. Let me go back here. Um, so, you know, questions remain for me about BitBoy Crypto, his actions. This whole thread right here uh, remains unaddressed. There's lots of projects in there that BitBoy Crypto could come out, come on here or just come out on his own and explain what happened, explain where, which projects he got paid for, explain and detail and certify when he traded, what he bought, when he sold, and when he made the video. And that will either clear his name or not. I think there's a reason he's not coming out with that kind of information. And I think there, there's a reason that he is on the warpath here in these very narrow cases with like with PAMP or with others where he knows, and this has kind of been my theory all along, this one, he is actually innocent. And so he wants to defend himself and use it to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, uh, you know, I, I like following these scammers because they're always so telling and so revealing with their body language, with their actions. I mean, you saw in the other video about the lawsuit, the last one that we made where, you know, he was touching the ring and looking down and putting, you know, broke down all of his body language. It, it paints such a clear picture. I'll leave you guys to decide what that is and who he is and uh, what he's done here. I know there's a lot of people that are just like, well, BitBoy Crypto talking about XRP is good for the XRP community and that'll make my coin go up. It's like, okay, but what does that have to do with his past behavior? You, you're telling me you want to get rich because some scammer who's ripped people off potentially is uh, now promoting your project that you're one of the early investors in, really? I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Hold people accountable for their actions. Simple as that. Okay. Uh, the other thing that happened, I, well, there's a few things. I don't even think we'll get into the whole Twitter files, but those are pretty stunning and pretty revealing. One of you guys mentioned uh, early on that, uh, well, what is it? Elon Musk's pronouns are arrest slash Fauci. <laughs> Hmm. We'll see. I'm still not back on Twitter. This is, this account's suspended. Obviously you can't do that. Permanently suspended. Still, he was supposed to grant amnesty for all these a week ago. It hasn't happened yet. I'm going to submit an appeal for a couple of them. I, I, I don't have the energy to spend another how hundred hours clicking shit for Twitter so I can build another following when they're, I'm really not seeing them changing their policy. In fact, they're going even harder <clears throat> on some of the things that they haven't backed off on to permanently suspend accounts. There's not real change here, and I, I, I don't think this is going to be the free speech bastion that Elon Musk advertised. It's already, it's just not heading down that road. It's not. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll submit some appeals, see if they'll maybe unlock it before the great 
before they release the Kraken and let everybody back in, I guess. Who knows? I, I, I don't care. I don't have the energy, the desire to spend more of my life building a following on this platform that's just so disrespectful and, and really not showing that they've changed much is really not going to there's they're still censoring they're still censoring for for what should be protected speech you know the whole cayenne west thing that he's what you can't put two symbols together that's that's inciting violence or hate speech i'm sorry no it's not ah <sighs> anyway so yeah i'm not what the hell are we watching <laughs> okay all right. Uh, so the other thing that happened, I mean, that the whole, uh, we could talk about the Twitter files. So very interesting stuff coming out of there. You had um, the chief legal counsel who's was walked out of the FBI, right? Because, you know, he was a bad guy. So he got walked out of the FBI. It wasn't his cover story to go and place him at Twitter where he could head up the social media and, and protect the FBI with the censorship because that's exactly what he was doing. He was secretly reviewing the files that were going to Matt Tabby for um, release on Twitter and to you know do his multi-part series in the release of the Twitter files. And so Matt wasn't getting anything related, any messages and communications related to the FBI involvement. So there was literally still this cover-up going on. He got fired. Elon Musk had him escorted out of the building. And now we're getting more. And we're starting to see that, oh, yeah, they they were definitely colluding, that this health and safety or whatever it is committee was actually the CEO of the company. They were doing things behind um, Jack's back, which if you remember going back years ago, I kind of said, I don't know that Jack is all that bad of a guy. I think he may be trying to do the right thing in some places and the corporate machine is working against him. Well, guess what? That's exactly what was happening at Twitter. And it was still going on even after Elon Musk because, you know, this is Project Mockingbird. This is control the media, control the narrative. And the CIA, the deep state, has invested massive, massive resources into controlling what you hear, see, and read, what you, into controlling your ability to think and into controlling what you think about, okay? So that's ongoing, and apparently now we're, we're getting, we, we got to the suspension of Trump, I think that was part three, and how uh, the head of this safety committee was really pushing for that, and it was, they were trying to find a way to use the rules to suspend President Trump. And of course, they were blacklisting, even though they said we're not blacklisting, they called it uh, visibility restricting. <laughs> so once again, just playing word games and not actually telling the truth about their actions and shutting down alternate voices that have cost people, that censorship has cost people their lives. It has affected an election. It has manipulated the results of an election. They know this. They covered up the laptop story. All of these things would have stopped the fraud that has been perpetrated on the American people. And so this is, these are absolutely acts of treason 
And these folks should be held accountable. And of course, try and say something like that on Twitter. Oh, you're inciting violence, hate speech against people. So I, I guess Twitter's all about free speech unless you call for even lawful accountability because how many times did I get banned for saying you should be tried and if found guilty, executed or hung or given whatever appropriate treatment? I've said that over and over and that's what I always get censored for because that's all they could really get me on. And that policy, haven't seen that change. In fact, I've seen it stepped up because there was a rapper that was saying, had some lyrics along those same lines. His account got suspended yesterday, shortly after he released this new video. So, that's Twitter for you. I don't really see, I don't really see big changes there. Okay, in New Zealand, um, what's been happening? Good evening. A four-month-old baby boy is caught in the middle of a row between his parents and Health New Zealand. He needs life-saving heart surgery, but his parents don't want him to receive blood from those who have been vaccinated. Now, Health New Zealand wants temporary guardianship of the baby. Doesn't Temporary guardianship, a.k.a. they want to kidnap the baby and perform medical procedures against the parents' wishes, right? Because that's the precedent that they're actually setting here with their actions. ...of the parents' supporters turned up at court and Alice Wilkins was also there. At the centre of all of this... It's the freedom to choose. ...is one tiny person, a four-month-old baby. He's stable at the moment. He's doing well. Um, he... Now, that's not the baby. That's the twin. The baby's upstairs in the hospital and the mom can't see her. They promised that the mom could stay on the other side of the waiting room and then revoked that, said no, she couldn't, and made her wait out in the waiting area. And if she fell asleep, she would have to leave, so she had to stay up all night. She's trying to nurse her. This is the twin baby, the one whose heart is okay. So they are doing everything they can to, um, I don't know, stick their, stick their thumb in this lady's eye with their actions. Needs an urgent operation. Except progress to get that operation has come to a standstill as his parents engage in a standoff with Te Whatu Order Health New Zealand in court. The baby concerned obviously is really pretty much in uncharted territory at, the, at this stage. The four month old has the heart condition pulmonary valve stenosis. His case is severe and needs a procedure to allow blood to flow properly around his body. But his parents don't want the blood of those who've received a COVID vaccine to be used in his surgery. And while both vaccinated and unvaccinated people can donate to our blood bank, that blood isn't held separately. This is about the children, right? So that's the, that's the line the government's taking up. It's like, oh, well, we are protecting the child. This is in the best interest of the child, and we are... You know, not having any role here other than to being able to assert our authority over our subjects, over our wage slaves that we control and manipulate and exploit for their resources. We want to have the ability to dictate medical procedures to their children. We want to be able to override the parents and take away their rights at gunpoint 
if necessary, and force our will upon them. Because that's exactly what they did here. Meanwhile, framing it as we're trying to save this kid's life and these anti-vaxxer crazy parents, this already should have been taken care of. And like it could have been, right? It could have been because what did they have? They lined up 30 unvaccinated donors who were ready to donate blood for the operation. Okay. And like, oh, you're crazy if you want unvaccinated blood or, you know, I don't know why I'm calling it unvaccinated, but untransfected blood that's not loaded with toxic uh spike protein bioweapons floating around that's going to do cause all sorts of inflammation and oh apoptosis and all sorts of other things in that baby might even get some mrna in there who knows might set up shop and start pumping out toxic spike proteins and and cause cell death wherever it transfects that could be great it could reverse transcribe into the dna and be something that causes fertility problems in future generations so, you know, assuming this, this baby would live long enough to procreate. Now, if it's AIDS, we'll, we definitely filter that virus out, okay? That makes perfect sense because that's been acknowledged as part of the official paradigm. But if you want blood that's free of the spike protein, well, then you are a crazy conspiracy theorist threatening and endangering your baby's safety. Of course, they're so worried about these parents endangering their children that, you know, they let her keep the twin. They just take away the one that needs the operation. Right. And, uh, yeah. By this stage, several weeks ago, a, a child with this condition would have been treated. Done. We need to have safe blood. That is, that is our right as a mother and as my voice for my baby. Now Te Order has made an application to put the baby's guardianship into the court so surgery can go ahead, saying today in a statement, we know that it can be worrying when parents have a child who is unwell and are making decisions about their care. So the we're decision gonna, to make an application. We're going to go ahead and make those decisions for them and just take away their autonomy and go against their wishes and do what the fuck we want. Because these slaves are our property and we'll tell them what they have to do when it comes to medical procedures related to our narrative. You know, the one that we're trying to cover up, the fact that we've mass murdered our population. And is always made with the best interests of the child in mind and following extensive conversations with Vano. But the baby's parents and their lawyer, known anti-mandate campaigner Sue Gray, say they oh. have around 30 unvaccinated donors ready to provide blood for his surgery. Where there's a solution, it would be really a shame that that solution be missed. The ideal outcome would be that the blood bank would agree to collect blood from these donors and put it aside ready for this baby to have the operation that he needs. A crowd of the family's Which, you know, if you're in the U.S., Red Cross does that. You're having an operation and you know it's coming up. You can withdraw. You can uh, donate your own blood. It will be kept separate and then be used to give back to you during the operation. If you want to store some in case of an emergency or something, you can do that. But you got to pay them to store it for you. So those are options that are available. And apparently we're also available in New Zealand pre-COVID. But they changed that policy. Porters gathered outside the High Court. 
The medical fate of their baby put on pause until the matter is heard in high court. Hold on, I Where there's a that. solution. There, I think she said supporters, I want to make sure. And it would be really a shame that that solution be missed. The ideal outcome would be that the blood bank would agree to collect blood from these donors and put it aside ready for this baby to have the operation that he needs. A crowd of the family's supporters gathered supporters, outside okay. the High Court. The medical fate of their baby put on pause until the matter is heard in court next week. Well, Alice Wilkins, News Hub. There's an update, folks. So baby needs as much rest as possible so that he can... So here they are talking to her, sitting her down, talking to her about saying, uh, you know, the baby needs as much rest as possible while men come in, armed men with guns come in and kidnap her baby. What are you doing? Yeah. No, don't, don't do that, boys. Hey, don't do it. Now we're talking about the surgery. You guys are criminals. Yeah, you are criminals. You are conducting a criminal act here. So with the pre-op it needs to happen before the surgery. Hey, it we've been talking to you like rational people, and now you're just removing... Meanwhile, their baby's being escorted out of the room while these men with guns are preventing them from stopping it. You, you oh done it. <laughs> yeah, they were talking before, but here's the thing. See... They never had the slightest fucking intention of doing what you wanted. They were just doing that for good PR, right? They were just hoping that they could convince you, that they could intimidate you, threaten you, harass you into doing and going along, coalescing with their demands. But make no mistake, they were always fucking demands. They had always planned on t kidnapping your baby and forcing their ability to set this precedent through these actions. They never once were sitting there talking to you to listen to you because these are just fucking mercenaries who will, will rape, pillage, and murder under this system of legalized plunder to keep their pension and their paycheck because they are sellout cowards who lack personal integrity. And as long as the man in the, in the, the cross-dressing man in the dress tells them, well, here's a piece of paper, Got to do what the, the scientist in the white lab coat says. That's good, good enough for them. That's all the moral justification they need. Words on paper written by fucking criminals. That's the government. This right here. Make no mistake. When you advocate for the government to come in and do something this is always what it comes down to. Men with guns threatening, intimidating, and potentially murdering your friends and neighbors who don't go along with the things you think are a good idea. It's time we fucking stop this nonsense. You are criminals. <gasps> you Don't move make out us beat way. you. You guys are acting like criminals. We're just, we're just you are acting like criminals. All of you are criminals. It's okay. We just kidnapped your baby. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want with it against your wishes. We're not going to tell you. We're not accountable to you. 
we have legalized plunder on our side and our system says that what we're doing is a-okay. So it's okay. Just sit down. Don't make a scene. Don't make us have to arrest you for what you're doing, for the position you're putting us in by us forcing our ideas on you, on your children. When the evidence clearly shows there is fucking danger. That was one of the very first things that we covered out of COVID was that report from the that study from the Salic Institute. Nonetheless, the premier vaccine research that says the spike protein is the pathogenic element of COVID-19. Do you remember that? It was like, what, three years ago now? And that's what the gene transfected, the injected with these COVID-19 shots, that's what their body is induced to produce. A toxic spike protein bioweapon with HIV inserts that goes in and creates cell death and uh, fibrils, causes these vax noodles in the veins. But it's for the safety of the baby. It's not because they want to be able to force medical procedures on you down the road. They want to establish their ability to do that, set the precedent. That's exactly what this is. Exactly. And these men will sit there and fucking go along with it because collecting a paycheck and getting that pension that the government promised them is more important than personal integrity, than morals. Absolutely disgusting. You are criminals. You are a criminal. You are a criminal. And you are a criminal. And so are you. And so are you. Can you guys just give them some space, please? You are a criminal. You will not be part of the surgery tomorrow. We do not authorize any of that. Yeah, well, they don't give, really give a shit what you authorize because their system wrote some words down on paper that says it's A-OK with them if they take your child and do what they want with it. No, we're not listening to what you've got to say. Why did you do that? Just listen to us for a minute. Let's just sit here and talk. Because, you know, the government, they're not just sitting there and talking. They're coming in with guns and stealing fucking babies. But if you object to that, well, I mean, come on, folks. Let's sit down here and just talk about this where... We'll just keep repeating whatever we want to while we do whatever the fuck we want. And we'll pretend like we fucking care when the reality is they don't fucking care. If they fucking cared, they wouldn't be kidnapping babies and subjecting them to medical experimentation to push a fucking lie that's cost people their lives. I wonder why I'm not back on Twitter. <laughs> Be okay. No, he is not going to be okay. And we, we need to take him. Oh, okay. we, we, we need to take him and we need to do You are criminals. We need to take him. No, you don't. No, you don't. You need to respect people's wishes. Of course, we'll get to that. Hold on. You guys are criminals. You are going to be recorded in 
the annals of time as criminals who come in here and take babies from their mothers. Do you understand that? Do you guys are even listening to me? Do you understand that you have just kidnapped a baby from its mother without the consent of their parents? You guys have got to understand that you're criminals. Yes, I understand, but you can't just take my baby like that. Guess what? You guys are criminals. Please. I need to be with him. No, you do not need to do the operation. No, you do not. Jude, please, can I just go down with him? Hey, we can give you some time in here. Hey, we don't need any time. You guys are criminals. Why don't you all just sit here and calm down? We're not going to change anything that we're doing. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Y'all just need to sit here and calm down and you know, come to terms with what we're going to do. I just need to be. You guys need what you guys are authorizing and allowing them to do. When you support government, this is what you support because this is the only tool the government has. They ask, they ask again. I'm going to have to ask you to go ahead and do this. And then you find out they're not actually asking, they're commanding. And if you don't do it, then, you know, they'll place you under arrest. And if you resist their attempt to kidnap you and hold you for ransom, well, then they'll call their buddies and they'll come over and beat you. And if you fight back, they will fucking kill you to be right about whatever it is. A seatbelt, forced medical experimentation on babies, it's all just a day's work for them. Hey, I'm just doing my job. I got a family to feed. I got a pension to protect. That's who these people are. Right here. Judge them by their acts. Get out. Please. I'm listening to you. No, you're not. Please. You're not listening. Very, very, we're you listening. can't do that. I will. I just need to be with him. I will go with him. You can do what you need to do, but I need to be with him because he yeah, needs well, to be with his mother. We decided Please. otherwise. Mate, show your humanity. Please, show your manliness. Please, I just need to. We will talk to the hospital staff. Hey, what good is that going to do? Shush, shush, shush! You can't just rip him out of the bed like that, please. We the hospital staff staff is taking the baby for the free operation checks. Yeah, against our will. Shush, shush. That is um, in line with the order of the High Court, and they're doing what they need to do now tonight. We've authorized this system of legal plunder. Therefore, it's all a okay. I just For the need operation to, tomorrow. I, I just need to be next to him, please. It's not. Please. We're, we're prepared to work with you, isn't it? But Thank really, you. We really need to. Have, shush, shush. We need to be able to converse what okay, we are now. Can I just be yeah. there with him? You can do all of that stuff, but I need to be there with him. Yeah, but and, and that's something we can negotiate with the hospital. Okay, let's you. do it. But Come on, let's okay. go. Yeah, but listen, but. We tell you how those negotiations went. Promised her she could be on the other side of the window, see her baby. And then they revoked that, made her wait in the waiting room and told her if she goes to sleep, she'd be escorted out of the hospital. Because <laughs> they didn't give her a room either that they promised. Yeah. Yeah. That's who these people are. But in terms of uh, what's going on, the, hey, look, know that I'm a parent too. And I don't pretend to know what you're going through at the moment. Um, but I can't imagine that, uh, you know, what you're thinking at the moment and what you're going through. But I can't imagine what I would go through 
if I didn't enforce this and help them kidnap your baby at gunpoint here if I need to, I can't imagine the repercussions for me, for my paycheck, for my pension. So I'm sorry. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck your baby. I'm here to do what the state wants. And what is that to push this narrative of lies, continue pushing this narrative of lies that these things are safe and effective and haven't started killing people in mass? Have any of you real men you wouldn't have conducted yourself like this? She's going to see if she can give you what they're just... Okay. okay. Real men don't act like this. Sit down, sit down. Are you guys like... Hearing what I'm saying, real men don't act like what you've just acted like. She's going to see what she can do. Uh, uh, this is an intelligent conversation. Trying insults isn't going to Hey, I'm not insulting you. I'm telling you the truth. Honestly, that's lucky. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like I said, we're prepared to work with you. So make that happen. <laughs> we're prepared to work with you. We're not going to do anything you want. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. What our masters have told us through their officially stamped photo. I mean, hey, look. They went to the printer and they had a stamp made and it's stamped right there at the top. So therefore, I got to do this. That makes it moral and justified to kidnap a baby and inject it with something that might be toxic and deadly to that baby. Can we just go now then? You weren't prepared to work with us from the very beginning. Nope, they weren't. Why not? Sam, she's, she's talking. We'll talk through it, okay? They were just there to give the perception of good PR to make it look like they actually fucking care when the truth is they don't. This is crying too because you know this is so wrong. Know that everyone involved and everyone in this room is upset about the situation. I don't want to be here as much. You don't have to be here. I don't want to be here. I'm just, just doing my job, right? <sighs> Meanwhile... I think that's most of it. I mean, they kind of leave. There's a little bit more here. And that's what you need to be doing. Yeah. Standing on the side. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> hey, guys. You need to chuck your badge in. You hand it in right yeah. now and you'll have some decency inside you. Walk out the door and you show what you are. Yep. Loud and clear. Okay. It's okay. We just need to be next to him. Oh. You knew that was going to happen. They got no. They got no humanity. Yep. So let's go down there. I just wait. I don't want to. I just need. Darling, just let me just go down there. I just need to be next to him. Okay. Just stay here. The nurse is going to see what she can do. Can you I think just, that's a sister or I something. Know, that's real hard. Do you want this one so you can? No. That's her. No. no. Um, Sam, it's not going to happen. Um, the cop just said that because I said chuck your badge in and come on our side we will fundraise for you because he's got a family to feed and I said I promise you we will get you enough money he said he's going to do better him statement trying to get one across the line I hope it does mean something it doesn't doesn't. think about how many people took these shots because they were coerced doctors pushed these shots because they were coerced Because to them, giving up their job, their title of I'm a doctor and I drive around in my Mercedes and live in my half million dollar house or million dollar house now was more important to them. That self-image was more important to them 
than their personal integrity, than their ethics, than their duty to their patients, because that's what they traded in to push that lie. That's who these people are. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? On the baby who needs urgent surgery. So here we are back with the New Zealand media and they're going to explain the situation for us that we just watched there. Oh, wait, there is one more update here. Hold on. Well, no, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a tough story, this one, Sam, isn't it? And I think everyone wants the same thing, which tough is story. whatever's best mm. for the baby. Well, tonight we're looking at... All- so right out of the gate, what's best for the baby? The government framing, right? This is a frame job. Options. The four-month-old in genuine need of medical intervention. What are the options? Wait, they already have a solution. They have 30 donors willing to give unvaccinated blood or ungene transfected blood for this baby's operation. Problem solved. And parents unwilling to give them what they call jabbed blood. There seems to be a bit of a stalemate. So where do we go mm. from here? No, no, there's no stalemate. Or hoped these scenes were a thing of the past. So what do they do? They start out with violent protests. I guess these are from COVID. I don't know. Of people getting pepper sprayed. And I guess it looks like a Molotov cocktail or something going off. And comparing that to these parents. And these people that would dare think that their baby shouldn't be injected with a toxic bioweapon with HIV inserts. Genetically modified HIV inserts. But today, protesters were out. And of course, now they're not supporters. Now they're protesters. In force again. This time. What are they out doing in support? No, they're out in force. I mean, see, holding signs, very forceful. The police coming in, kidnapping your baby with guns. Not forceful. It wasn't about mandates, vaccine passports, or even the vaccine itself. It was about a baby. Uh, No, I think it's about poisoned blood, tainted blood that contains something that's potentially very harmful to that baby. That's what it's about. But of course, this is government propaganda hour, right? This four-month-old needs heart surgery and a blood transfusion, but his parents don't want blood from donors who got the COVID vaccine. We must have the option of unjabbed blood in New Zealand. Furthermore, Health NZ is seeking guardianship of baby with a medical... Guardianship. Trying to kidnap, which they did. Expert warning any other child would have been treated weeks ago. See these these parents making this unreasonable demand? Of course, you know, this would have been the same thing if you wanted HIV-free blood. Years ago, before it became the official stance, they probably could have done the same thing and injected and given babies HIV. But this time is different, right? The parents argue their options are inadequate and only want what's best for their family. And they have a few supporters. But politics and beliefs aside, what can be done now to get this baby the blood he needs? Uh, well, I, I, I think we have that solved already. They've already got 30 donors lined up. 
agreed to use their blood, let them use their blood for this operation, problem solved, right? <laughs> Man. What can be done now to get this baby the blood he needs? Well, let's ask Professor Nikki Turner. Here's the University uh, MC Ultra, or what? what is it? Yeah, I don't remember. Here's the university uh, expert. Director of the Immunization Advisory Center, Nick. Oh, she's the uh, government policy person. Perfect. He, couldn't we solve this right now by taking some blood from one of these protesters and get that baby the surgery it needs? No, we need to offer this baby safe, quality blood product. We can't just give the baby any blood off the uh -huh. street. Oh. The point of New Zealand's um, blood services is to ensure that people get blood that is safe for the individual, and that requires to match the blood type, and it also requires screening to make sure there's not any real threats in the blood, like viruses, like HIV, hepatitis B, hepatitis C. You know, our blood product... Like, uh... Spike proteins with HIV inserts. I mean, I love how she's talking. It needs to be safe and it needs to be screened. I mean, like, is she suggesting like this is the, the 1400s <laughs> and the protesters are out there like, all right, we're going to put a needle in my arm and then put it in the baby's arm and hope everything works out. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but we've known about matching blood types since the 1907 Right, lady? So uh, why are you suggesting otherwise? Nobody is suggesting what you are. This is an attempt to paint the, them as crazy, as conspiracy theorists, as dangerous anti-vaxxers. It's sickening. Are really well controlled. You know, we're not in a war zone. We have to offer our baby good quality blood. Surely, if you wanted to, though, you could find out the blood type of these um, unvaccinated people and do the screening and then supply their blood to the baby. Oh, no. no. Yes, you could do all of that, but it requires quite a lot of effort and quite Too a much lot of work. process. Too much um, work. And our services are under an enormous amount of strain. I.e., our government monopoly has failed and does not allow us to respond to market needs like, uh, you know, people's desire, the market's desire for uninject untransfected blood free of toxic spike proteins or free of hiv virus or free of you know whatever other contaminants see the market would actually incentivize this and you know what there might be a premium on unvaccinated blood if you want that but some people would be willing to pay it they would at least have the option but when you give the government a monopoly we're, our system's overloaded. We can't possibly. Of course, they're doing it at all other places around the world, but not there in New Zealand where they need to take this baby away from these parents and do what they want with it. Um, and you can't easily just do it for one individual. You know, we do this en masse for all our very ill and very needy people. So it is theoretically possible, and certainly when we have emergencies, we drop our quality standards. But we would not drop our quality standards when there's no medical reason to do so. Surely we could do a one-off where we take the blood off an unvaccinated person, screen it, it doesn't matter that it's so hard, and just get some blood to this baby. We could actually do it. 
But even if we could do that, and then what if people think there was a problem and that's why we did it? So then 100 people ask us to do that, and then 200 people, and we did it for no logical reason. We'd be sort of opening up a problem that wasn't a problem. Doesn't this so sound like it was possible, what we just heard from BitBoy, like a total mystery? Well, I mean, if we let one person, it might open the floodgates and people would be wanting this. And we can't possibly do that. We can't acknowledge that this blood might be tainted. What kind of message would that send about our messaging? Which from my understanding from our health services, it's not that simple. It's just, it's um, we'd be creating a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Do you have some sympathy for these parents? Certainly. Who, to be honest. Everything that you want to do is a bigger problem to government. It's an opportunity for the market. That's how the marketplace works. It gives people more choices. Monopolies, fiefdoms, government uh, yeah, government-granted monopolies reduce choices. Throw a gun in the middle of the floor and let everyone fight it and wield it at their enemies. We have to stop this behavior. We have to grow up as a species and realize this is not the optimal way for us to live. Just like any other parent, are doing what they genuinely think is the best thing for their child. I look, I have enormous sympathy for these people, and they've got real reasons why they may not trust health services. You know, health services are not always right and don't always get it right. And all I can say to them is that from the bottom of our heart, the New Zealand health services are trying to offer the best quality service we can offer this baby. Trying to offer the best quality services we can offer this baby. No. If you were just trying, then the parents could say, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you for your offer. But no thanks. You aren't fucking trying. You are using violence and men with guns to force your way, your will on this baby, on these parents, and on New Zealanders as a whole, because you're using this to set precedent for forced medical experimentation. That's the road this leads down. They will use this camel's nose under the tent to push further and further and further into your bodily sovereignty, into your medical freedom, and take us into a world of abject medical tyranny. And you can, I mean, China's such a perfect example. You go to a protest, they don't like it. Your COVID pass turns red, you can't get into your apartment. You need a report to testing where they throw you on a train, force you into a concentration camp, and bill you for the privilege of isolating you for 10 days or however long they need to. They determine because, you know, tests are pretty much a joke also. (laughs) Such great people. What would you like to see happen here? Oh, look, I, I would really like to see people be able to sit down and work through where their fears and anxieties came from and really work them through. These things take a long time and require a lot of trust. They need to sit down and talk until they agree with us. In the meantime, we're just going to keep overriding their wishes and using violence and threats and intimidation and murder. If, if it comes to that, we don't, we don't want it to come to that. Be much better if you guys would just go along. You know, hey, we're just here doing our job. I don't want to do this, but. 
So I think this is one example of how we need to try and build up trust again. You know, that our health services are here to help our people, not hinder oh, yeah. them. And That's why you're mass murdering them, you stupid cunt. You know, really sitting down with people these families trust and trying to work through where their fears have come from and how we can move through them. It's pretty difficult when you've got... My fears have come from hundreds of hours of research and reading studies and learning about these gene transfection therapies, which you continue to misrepresent as vaccines and the harm that they cause. And my concerns come from the side effects and the rise in all cause mortality from natural causes, the excess deaths. My concerns, the nine Sigma rise in cancers that we're seeing the 22 Sigma rise in circulatory cardiovascular related issues. Until you can address them, shut the fuck up about sitting down and talking because that's not what you're doing. That's not your tactic. You're not even honest. That what you want is to force your will and just keep talking and talking and pushing the talking points until you subjugate people into accepting it. An emergency and a child needing surgery pretty rapidly though. Just Professor Nikki Turner, thank you so much for joining us. We're here to save okay, the thank children. You. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Well done. Okay, well, here's the update that I want you guys to see. This is them coming out, I think, the next morning. This is 9th of December. Three days ago, coming out, I think, with the baby. Or no, no, their baby's still upstairs. This is the twin. Oh, good. He's doing good, yeah. Oh, thank God for that. Thank God for that. Oh, yeah. And so we've had the operation. Yeah. yeah. They've done what they were going to do. Yeah. Even though it was against our Sorry. wishes. Well, well, you know, we're, we're trusting God that, you know, God's greater than they are, which is exactly how it is. So we just see what happens from now on, eh? You know, I mean, hey, yeah. we'll, we'll just let things quieten down and then, then we know where we are. Yeah, and uh, it's not over. Yeah. No, it's not going to be over. Do they clean the blood or what? Well, we'd like to think that... <clears throat> we'd like to think that they can't stand that there is a problem with the blood. Yeah. So what yep. we've been hearing from legitimate sources is that two days ago, <laughs> you know, blood was taken from people that were not injected. <laughs> I don't think you should say that right now. Well, <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from, very interesting. Right. Okay. We've had yeah, some interesting news. Let's just say yeah. that, but we've just got and nothing we can, to... We can clarify that a bit later, you know, to, to be sure. Okay. But at the Now, I don't know if that's true, but it reinforces what I'm saying. They know that there's a problem. They are lying about it and they are pushing propaganda and the narrative to keep this from getting worse and spiraling out of control. If people think the blood's tainted, then we might get 10 and then a hundred and then we'll have a real big problem. <laughs> yeah, you will. And so what did they do? They went and got the unvaccinated blood while claiming that they don't do that so that hopefully nothing goes wrong. Meanwhile, they get to set the precedent 
that they can take children from their parents and force operations and force, uh, you know, inject them with whatever they choose as long as it's deemed safe and effective, right? Because whatever the government says is safe and effective, obviously it is. I have a question. How long ago did you ask the hospital um, for a source of blood that you appointed? Well, it would be more than four weeks ago. Four weeks ago. So why were you denying? your own choice of blood source what's the reason they gave that uh that has never been you know answered so they they said well we don't know the answer that they gave was we will not do that for you two years ago i had an operation and i chose a blood donor of my own choice in fact i was encouraged by my surgeon so I don't understand why suddenly now this is being denied people. Yeah. Well, it's been this is the main point that must be made, I think. Since the so the policy was the same you know, had arisen, over um, there. That's when, that's when they withdrew the blood donor services when? since the virus situation. But yeah. then yeah. COVID yeah. came along and that changed everything, folks. Oh. By the blood bank. What? On a whim. Now all of a sudden, remember the, the university expert uh, it's just too too difficult. It's too complicated to do small batches. We can't do that, even though we were doing it before COVID here. Now, all of a sudden, can't do it anymore. Weird. So weird. With, with, well, we don't no, know. We no don't know why. No active farm at all. Yeah, no. Right. Okay. But that's, un, that's unlawful. Well, there's yeah, lots of things to be going on that are not Everyone else yeah, is doing okay. That. Look at you. The wrong button. What they could have done was just not drawn attention to it and let them do it. But what they wanted to do was set the precedent that the state can take your child if they deem you making a bad decision that goes against the best interests of the baby. Who's going to decide the best interests of the baby? Well, the, the people taking your baby at gunpoint. Of course, they are going to be the ones who are in the best position to determine if something is good for you, not you. Get the babies out. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, we we love you guys. Thank you so much for all your support, guys. And we're going to continue to support you. So that was that. Uh, Let me see here. I think there's, yeah, a little bit more from these jokers. Good evening, everyone. Welcome along to the project tonight. Look, Patty Gower is here. Oh, Patty. Nice to see you, Patty. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, absolutely horrible story. And seeing the images, obviously, we could see behind the blur and actually see um, that baby today. And I'm going to say something that really quite shocks shocks me, actually. Um, I support the baby, but I actually support it getting 
um, unvaccinated blood. Um, I'm pro-science, I'm pro-vaccination, um, but I just think that these people are being used. Um, they're trying to force them into being a platform. They want a fight. The anti-vaxxers want a fight. And we should do um, a special one-off job where we get unvaccinated blood, screen it, and take the power and the platform away from these anti-vaxxers and make it all about the baby and just solve this problem and worry about all the stuff like the precedent on another day. Now, see, Pat- We've just got to, like, you think he's supporting you? Well, they, I mean, they should have the right so that we can prove these anti-vaxxers as crazies. <laughs> that was his response. <laughs> PGI just completely disagree. I think where there's such a danger in going and allowing ourselves to go down that path of making. But here's the dissenting viewpoint, right? Because that's what the news does. It gives you both sides, right? The one that says we should paint the anti-vaxxers crazy. And this lady. Medical decision that, as Dr. Turner just said, has no logical reason, isn't based in evidence or, you know, medicine. And it just gives legitimacy to the misinformation we've seen the rise of in the last three years. Yeah, you and the one that says we definitely shouldn't allow it at all. Which one do you agree with, audience? <laughs> do you see the Hobson's choice they're putting forth here? This is propaganda designed to frame the argument, um, misrepresent it, put it in their terms, in their context. And by there, I mean the state, the bureaucracy, the cabal pushing to take away your freedom, your bodily autonomy, the right to decide what's best for your child. Absolute insanity. You, you shouldn't just give kids random street blood. Um, but I, I think they should, they should just lie. Like, that's what I'd do. I'd be like, There's yeah. Oh. medical people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's totally unvaccinated. Yeah, we got it. I just got it now from Brian Umbrella and Sarah Watercress. It's... Uh, <laughs> That sounds like a great idea. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can tell people the vaccines are 100% safe and effective and that they're just vaccines. When in reality, they're deadly gene transfection therapies that induce your body to produce a deadly spike protein that's got HIV inserts, causes all sorts of disease processes, right? Which, by the way, have just been absolutely, uh, you know, like uh, exploding everywhere. Here's over on BitChute. You've got Celine Dion suspends, cancels her 2023 tour because she now suffers with, quote, stiff person syndrome. You've heard of that one, right? That's not another rare and unusual disease that's developed. And someone famous who took the, the COVID-19 injections got this motorbike rider, collapses suddenly. Hold on. Let's just watch a few of these, shall we? I'm just going to open these up here. I mean, this is these are all within the last 12 hours. And we're going to go on and on and on. Hold on. Okay, I think we'll stop there. So we got this guy on the motorbike. And... Oh, wrong one. Down he went. And we got this worker. Suddenly. 
flopping around on the floor. And we got this guy. Spinning around. And falling down. And those guys die. Now, I've looked into this a little bit. There's the, the whole conspiracy crowd around this where people... They kind of like raise their arm and they start pointing up and making circles sometimes and then they fall down dead. Um, and there were, I read through a bunch of comments about one of these videos or, or posts that was post a case that was referenced. And there were people who said it's the onset of grand mal seizure that's, that's happening that these people are responding to. There was, a, there's another kind of, um, stroke or something that can affect blood flow to one side of the body and that's the muscles all tense up and that's why they're turning like that there's a picture there's video of a lion remember when they went around injected all the zoo animals with the covid19 gene transfection therapies and then they started dying there's a lion who starts turning around in circles and then falls over and starts convulsing a little bit and died just like the people and I don't think it's 5G um, fiber optic radio waves, <laughs> as some of the uh, theories out there would, would purport you to believe. I think it's just a neurological process that's happening. There's a, some different types of theories and so forth as to what can kind of be causing this. There are healthcare professionals that have seen this type of thing before. And I think it's an example, another example of some process triggered in the body by these fibrils that's causing this certain kind of stroke that has this characteristic uh, onset. Okay. And we'll see example after example after example of this. Someone's saying, Shane D's saying it's a type of stroke. Probably. Yeah. There were, there were different people had different theories and there were like, I think three of them that I read that all seemed pretty well grounded uh, and credible. So it's, it's, you can't really say for sure without, you know, more evidence and so forth, but they're happening. Here's another one. There's bus driver that's had a heart attack, just plowed through six people on motorcycles. So sorry. Down he goes. Guy in the emergency room at the hospital. Having a heart attack. Guy's sitting down at the table and down he goes. Or sorry, he's in, in temple doing a prayer. Hands up. 
But the other guy at the table is still there. He's not getting up. This is on Cutter State TV, World Cup commentator, collapses on live TV. Down he goes. Down and off he goes. Here's another one. Radio host, Carol Smith. She's got Bell's palsy. It's day 19 of Bell's palsy. And this is what happened. And she thinks it's because she caught COVID. Really sore throat. Um, and actually, I suspect that this started like on Monday because I came down with a cold and a cough. And yesterday, I realized I couldn't even really taste my food. Um, and, and she doesn't realize that these injections, these gene transfection therapies, have destroyed her immune system. And the kids that are getting, uh, I forget, I think it's a pneumonia or something, and they're dying from it. Uh, Jicky the mouse has posted a, a study that sort of shows that link, that there is a certain uh, interferon or B cell, something like that, that it's, a, it's another one of these processes that gets disrupted in the immune system and caused the lab rats and so, and so forth to have a high mortality rate from oh, whatever it was, some kind of respiratory thing, I believe. And, and she's another example. She just doesn't realize like what's been done to her. Doesn't realize it. Indian TV actor. All right, Sinha let's now turn to the big focus whatever, story. And suddenly. today, once again, this is an unfortunate death that we are reporting of a young actor. Another young actor has succumbed to heart attack. Yet another case of death during a workout. A 46-year-old actor collapses during training in a gym. Television actor's death has now shocked the nation. Celebrities have come out to express shock, disbelief and grief on the death of famous television actor Siddhant Veer Suryavanshi, known for his roles in shows like Kusum and Kasothi Zindagiki. He died uh, earlier today at the age of 46. The actor died, as we understand, during his workout at a gym. He's survived by his wife and two children. Siddhant was a popular face in the world of television. He started mm. his career as a model and then made his debut with Kusum. He was also a part of several other teams. And you got to wonder, how many more of these are we going to watch before people wise up to what's happening? I mean, Justin Bieber and his wife, Celine Dion, how many others? Countless others. Countless countless others in my own family when I was at Thanksgiving I have uh, a cousin her husband who's you know it looks like Mr. Clean bald head uh, real muscular guy works out real healthy never I don't think I've ever recall him being sick I mean just super healthy guy comes out to the farm for Thanksgiving gets really sick and they end up leaving so they don't get her dad sick or because he's, you know, in his 80s and getting getting old and kind of on his way out. And they don't want to finish him off, I guess. Well, his uh, wife, my cousin, she catches COVID, gets really sick, so sick she can't even talk. She's 
boosted to the max school teacher bought into the whole narrative spraying the packages outside in the sunlight and has no idea what's happening another cousin who uh, is an electrician he shows up he's got this pot belly and he has been a beanpole his entire life like super skinny never put on any weight now all of a sudden in his late 40s or early 50s he's putting on this pot belly and oh turns out there's something going on with him medically his his blood pressure is all over the place and the doctors aren't really sure what's going on and i'm hearing that i don't know if he's vaccinated or not but i'm hearing this and i'm thinking about all the reports i've read of people reporting that their blood pressure vaccine injured reporting that their blood pressure skyrockets and then drops back down. What is it? Tachycardia or something. It's the medical term for it that they're seeing that over and over again. So there's like three in my own family, all, all of a sudden suffering years later. And we've got the ethical skeptics showing us basically it just ramps up from here. And I think I, I was saying 8,000 a week in the MMWR reports, but, and I think that 7,300 he was saying was an increase. If you look at the tweet again, I believe that's what he's pointing out in, I don't know if that's in a month or a week or what the time frame is for that, but he's pointing out that it is taking off and he really shows he did a curve where he just kind of, big picture without numbers or, you know, axes and so forth, but just shows the deaths just climbing and, and going massively higher as these um, immune system destroying injections take their toll on their victims. And it's, it's sad. There are a lot of people who now regret it, didn't realize what they were getting into fell victim to the $10 billion in propaganda spent to convince them that those shots were safe and effective and that they were doing their part to protect others. Preyed on their compassion. Used that trust and that intimidation and coercion to pressure these people. And now a lot of them are going to die as a result. And it's just, what do you do? And they like, <laughs> I can go and tell my cousin, uh, the school teacher, hey, uh, you're, you're catching COVID because of those shots you took. They've weakened your immune system. You think she's going to believe me? The, the crazy conspiracy theorist of the family? The media's trained her very well. <sighs> oh, yeah. And, uh, my brother's wife, who's, uh, I think she's just had the two shots. She was sick when I went to Florida, came back three weeks later. She's sick again, was over there a couple weeks back. She was sick again. She's constantly getting sick as well. A lot of them are just going to go down with the ship. That's what it comes down to. RSV, I think, is what somebody's saying. Uh, JLM is that what the kids are getting is the RSV, but I'm thinking it was something else. Um, here, hold on. I can find it. 
believe it was a tweet from uh, Gretchen here. Uh, oh, so this is the lady who uh, went and got this oxygen treatment. Now, Jicky's kind of warning about this, saying you can't see. Is that a second IV? And why is it covered up? And this could be propaganda and whatnot. But there is a video of like this being pulled out and I need to spend some time analyzing it and the blood patterns because it shows it being pulled out and placed on the towel. And what it's showing is this right here being pulled from the vein in the video and placed down. And the if the blood splatter pattern there matches this picture in the video, then I think it suggests it was authentic and these pictures are from the same event. Um, but she's saying that I'm in shock. As some of you know, I've been really sick all year. I've made her Herculean efforts to figure out what's wrong to no avail. Now I think I might have the answer. A few hours ago, I had an EBO2. Uh, this is an extracorporeal blood <clears throat> oxygenization and ozonation treatment. Basically like a cleansing of the, of the blood. They pump it through and filter it and clean it. I posted about it in January. See the link in the comments for an explanation of what EBO2 is. The doctor was able to get a vein and a little bit of blood came out, but then it stopped flowing. Remember how many times we've talked to people trying to place their pick lines and they can't get blood to flow or trying to prick the finger to pull some blood for um, somebody with diabetes to test blood sugar or something and they can't get blood to come out because it's coagulated and remember uh, all those pictures that we looked at over the last two years of what these, uh, this is, I think, the pseudouridine and some of the other lipid nanocomplex particles and components that are, uh, you know, you had uh, Dr. Richard, uh, Dr. Um, uh, I can't remember the name, but the other doctor that did those experiments where he put a drop of the vaccine on a slide of blood and you could see it lose its red color because it's it's losing the ability to carry oxygen like that's what we know it does to the blood and uh now we're that we're seeing all of these kinds of blood disorders and so forth it's it's not surprising and it, it was also causing the red blood cells to clump together in those long strands if you remember we looked at microscopic pictures where some of the doctors would draw blood from one of their injected patients put it on the slide and look at it right then under the microscope. And that's what they were seeing is the red blood cells were losing their charge and they were starting to clump together. That's very bad. It only shows up in people who have uh, disease and you know, something seriously wrong. Okay. So she says, uh, so she finally took the needle tube thingy out of me. <laughs> um, that's what was blocking the blood, uh, sorry, and this, and with it, this long stringy rubbery blood rope got pulled out. Now, what is she talking about here? I think it's this picture right here. And sorry, I didn't warn you guys, these are a little bit graphic, but I think that thing was connected into the needle. And when she pulled that out, this is what was in the sort of down the pipe, so to speak. And then the video shows pulling on this, and it comes out in this long strand and then being placed on the paper towel that you can see uh, right here. Now, this is the filtration part, and there's lots of little bitty bits of vax noodles and stuff 
caught in the filter. Uh, and there are some people who do this kind of treatment and they say they've seen this before that it can have, it has happened pre COVID-19 injections. Um, but it's usually in people that are very, very sick and have some kind of serious, uh, medical condition going on. Shane D saying usually shows up in blood protein anomalies. Rolox is a coin stacking like pattern in red, red blood cells. Yeah. Okay. There we go. And I don't know if you know anything about this as well, uh, Shane, but let us know, please. Okay, let me go back here. Um, <laughs> so that's what was blocking the blood from flowing. After a ton of effort, she finally found a vein where she was able to get some flow going, and we proceeded with the treatment. But by the end, the filter had a bunch of these wormy things in it. I must have said, oh my fucking God, at least 30 times. It was just so unbelievable that this was in my veins. We've all seen this stuff being pulled out from dead people in those videos, but it's me. Now, if you look at her feed, this is from her Facebook page. Her feed is very pro-choice, you know, pro-liberty, um, pro-bodily autonomy, that sort of thing. She's a lot like me and some of the things that she would tweet and so forth. Um and it's been around a while. She has about 2,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, she's in a situation where she's just been decimated by this thing and unable to work. Why? Because she's got that shit in her veins and it's reducing blood flow, reducing oxygenation. That's why she's always exhausted. And she's trying to take care of her family and work the three jobs that she has so she can have a place to live. And she you know, wants to do... Um, I've, I've invited her on the show she's got uh, issues with that and is trying to set up some fundraising. Y'all know from me how, how much of a pain in the ass that can be trying to jump through all the KYC AML hoops and so forth. But uh, I'm trying to do some things to help her in the background. If anybody can help with that, let me know. Um, I'd like to hear this story and ask some questions about it because what she says here is what I found really troubling. She says, I'm unjabbed. I don't hang out with jabbed people. I avoid them because I don't want them shedding on me. I haven't had sex or kissed any jabbed people. I see my jabbed family a few times a year, but besides that, my only exposure to jabbed people is passing, uh, is in passing at the grocery store, waiting room at the chiropractor's office, etc. But even with that, I think it is from their shedding. Not to be graphic, but in 2021, when I saw my jabbed family, family for Easter, uh, starting the next day for three months, I had tons of this stuff coming out of my uterus, like menstrual blood, but not liquid. This weird clumpy stuff, not working, not nothing worked until I had some intense energy work done, focusing on my reproductive system. Then it finally stopped. I had no idea it could be in my veins. This sounds like somebody, I mean, okay, could it be misinformation and sort of some elaborate hoax to sort of oh, look, they fell for that one again, uh, kind of thing, perhaps. I, I'm not convinced of that yet. I, I think this is probably real. Um, could it Could it be that they gave her the vaccine against her will with, without her knowledge in one of these medical treatments or something? Like maybe she caught COVID, had a hard time with it, and they slipped her the vaccine or something in a visit? I, I don't know. Could it be that she's uh, been exposed to mRNA via shedding? Well, same kind of thing happened to me. Now, maybe I just caught COVID, but I had 
the same sort of issues, reproductive issues with me after being around people that were recently vaccinated. And this is what I've been saying all along. Like, I'm pointing all this stuff out, but guys, I might be in the same boat as some of these other people. That's, we just, we just don't know. But I think this stuff is so incredibly dangerous that this is not something that should just be dismissed. So she's even more careful with me, has had the same kind of thing where back in 2021, she had major issues with her reproductive system, just like I did after being around people that were shedding. Um, I take enzymes regularly, uh, serapeptase, natokinase, which breaks down the spike protein, lumbokinase, bromelain, etc. I've been taking liver daily since January. That's one of um, Dimitri's, part of his protocol, uh, plus all the other stuff that's recommended, but still this. So again, somebody very aware of what's going on and claims that she's not jabbed, hasn't had these injections. And, you know, from her posts over the historically looking back, she certainly held to that, held that stance for a long time. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened here. Okay. What were we looking for? (laughs) Something else entirely. Uh, yeah, here it is. So this was, I think this was Dr. Cole or, or, um, Dr. Um, McCullough. And it says PD-1 suppresses protective immunity from strep, strep pneumonia through B cell intrinsic mechanism. So here was, this is a study that was pointed to that says, despite the emergence of programmed cell death, uh, they were trying this treatment targeting different diseases and so forth. Like, yeah, mRNA is this magic bullet that's going to fix everything. Well, here's one of the attempts and what did it do? Uh, wild type mice treated with PD-1 blocking antibodies exhibited significantly increased survival against lethal pneumonia infection following either priming with low dose. Uh, enhanced survival in mice with disrupted PD-1 was explained by significantly increased proliferation isotope on and on. So it gets really technical, but essentially this might be one of the things that was one of the unintended consequences of these injections and now it's killing children uh, because of this sort of interference in the immune system disruption destruction of the body's immune system our study reveals that b cell express pd1 plays a central role in regulating proteins against s pneumonia and thereby represents a promising target for bolstering immunity yeah so anyway uh, all right. Let me see. Where were we? <laughs> Whoops. I think we're almost done with this guy. Yeah. All right. Going back to this guy. Not a crazy solution, Josh. Uh, and if you are all sort of holding out crazy solution from crazy people, right? I just got it now from Brian Umbrella and Sarah Watercrest. It's uh, <laughs> Remember, this is the guy saying, why don't we just lie to him? Tell him it is unvaccinated blood and then give it to him anyway. I mean, I guess you could do that. You could also 
tell people that these gene transfection therapies are 100% safe and effective even for pregnant women and then coerce them into getting them. That'd be a great idea, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's what they think it. is funny. <laughs> Not a crazy solution, Josh. Uh, and if you are all sort of holding out for that Christmas family meetup, wishing the vaccination issue had sort of gone away, <laughs> looks like it's back in front of us again. Here it is. All back. You need to fight over this. You need to further antagonize those anti-vaxxers, putting us all at risk by not spreading the disease that the shots we think they should take don't prevent. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a 28-year-old in the gym. Tell other kids who don't know what it's biting it face down on the floor. She's dead. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you. And it just keeps coming in greater and greater numbers week after week. What do you do, right? What do you do? Um, uh, a couple other things since we're just kind of chatting. Uh, so I watched a couple things from Joe, from Jason at four. They did, you remember this Wano Saban guy who was uh, talking about the whole Q stuff, kind of plugged into this whole Trump circle and you know, he got, he was wrong about some things. He made a bet over with one of his expensive watches with a friend or something that he lost because he said something was going to happen that he thought was going to happen that didn't happen related to this whole Q stuff. And um, he came out and he made some good points, though, I think, about this Supreme Court case that I've referenced in, I think, the couple, one of the last two shows where you have these two individuals acting as pro se litigants, um, meaning they're acting as their own lawyer. They're, they're not lawyers and um, they're suing all of Congress and, and so forth claiming not that there was election fraud, but that they failed in their duty to investigate it, that there was, there were accusations made. They had a duty to investigate it. They didn't. And then all of a sudden we have this, the clerk at the Supreme court calling up these guys saying we've we've accepted it can you get us your arguments how long was it going to take well we were thinking about a month and they said can you get it sooner how about a couple weeks mm, that's okay but try and get it to us sooner what is going on well Juan suggested that uh, and of course what does this lawsuit mean it means if they rule in their favor that all of these people all of Congress eventually, immediately loses their officialdom status, right? Like they are removed from office and they're done. And what do we do now? How do we hold some more elections, I guess? Because, you know, we got to have government here to uh, steal our babies and force medical experimental procedures on them against our parents' wishes. I mean, what, what will we do without that? I mean, we'd obviously be living in anarchy. 
lawlessness, not legalized plunder. Um, anyway, so <laughs> he explained it as, I don't see that, that that's kind of like, uh, the nuclear option <clears throat> to remove all of Congress and the Senate and so forth and, and strip them of their duties and the president Biden and Kamala and on and on, like everybody goes in one fail swoop. Um, but he says what it is, is a defense mechanism against the lame duck Democrat Congress stacking the Supreme court with a bunch of new justices, which they threatened to do telegraph their intent to do that. And now they might actually try and do that to, uh, you know, gum up the works of the things coming against. They know the tide's turning against them. They might be trying to do that to minimize some of the damage. Okay. So is that happening? Well, you know what Joe brought up and what I was immediately thinking while he's saying this is that, uh, you know, that Dick Allgaier remote viewing, crypto viewing, remote viewing session that they did where you had the people in Congress, we covered it in a show. So I think it was about a year ago. People in Congress walking up and down the halls. What do we do? We're meeting for the last time. This is unprecedented and never happened before. They're very worried. They're very concerned. They're very stressed out. It's describing exactly, exactly that. Does it mean it's going to happen? No. But I mean, that was a year ago. And now we've got the Supreme court clerk calling the pro se litigants. Hey, can you do this a little faster? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could see it both ways. It's a, it's a defense mechanism that they're not going to use, but they want to have on the table to prevent the Supreme court from being stacked, or it's actually something they're going to pull the trigger on to kick this, this whole thing off. Right. I, I think either is entirely plausible. Another thing that I took away from that video and watching it, uh, watching it with it. This was beyond mystic that I believe hosted the discussion and you can find he's, uh, now broadcasting to rumble. So they don't have to do this stupid code words and try and talk around stuff, which, and they just do a little bit on YouTube and then that's it. And everything else happens on rumble. So I think that's good. Um, and now, you know, we'll have a, an actual archive there as well. So, uh, the other thing that he talked about was, uh, he was, he was saying, he was talking about tether, but using the wrong name for it. Cause he doesn't really know what he's talking about when it comes to crypto. Um, but he was suggesting that, well, gold and silver is really the only, I mean, that's what is the backing for money and that's, that's sound money and, and has these properties. And he, he's, it, it became a very apparent to me as I'm watching this we're in the midst of this sort of transformation with crypto whereby it takes, you know, you look at what happened with the internet and the dot-com uh, bubble and so forth and all the changes that the internet brought about. It decentralized the distribution of information at its core. That's what the internet does. It makes it so I can be a publisher. You can be a publisher. Anybody can be a publisher and they can get an audience as you know, as big as they can, uh, interest, make something interesting that people want to watch. You know, there's really no restrictions. If you have the right message as to how many people you can reach with your message. Okay. You just have to craft one that, that gets their attention. So, uh, 
this whole crypto thing is going to do the same thing. And, and like, think of the changes. The mainstream media is dying. Newspapers are dying. All of that's dying. It's all going to like real-time services like Twitter. And that's where the news is actually getting their news from these days. And it's really changed the landscape in some dramatic ways. That's what crypto is going to do to money. Today, what do we have? Well, you have fiat. You have the government dictating thou shall use this or else. And we're moving into this world where there is no third party intermediary between financial transactions. It's going to decentralize that whole system and allow for us to exchange value without permission of the government, of the state. And the changes that that's going to bring about, it means they're not going to be able to print and coin money, to print these things into oblivion because the people will have sound money alternatives. And Wano Savin, in this interview, I could it became very apparent to me that he was very much trapped in the paradigm of we must have the state, uh, only the state can print and coin money, so those are going to be the only viable alternatives. This crypto stuff, it's not backed by anything. And like what he what he's failing to realize when he makes that statement is that uh, it allow it, it gets rid of the third party intermediaries. It's censorship resistant. It's uh, you know securable by an individual without some other intermediary to do this for you. I can send it anywhere around the world instantly. I can convert it into any number of other things. I'll have DeFi coming in and creating all of these trading platforms that don't require the centralized exchanges. And they were talking about, you know, well, what if the banks go down? This was, I think, in a different video. This was with um, Joe and Bixweer <laughs> and so forth. And, oh, yeah, Wano Savin was also hinting that there's this huge gold reserve in the United States, we've got plenty. The military protects it. They closed it off. Of course, what's he talking about? Well, this is Bix's theory about the Grand Canyon and the whole road to Ruta and the two comic books that the Federal Reserve published. And it talks about, you know, Bix thinks they're alluding to gold in the Grand Canyon. And of course, where is this gold? Well, it's on a military like bombing site or testing site or something like that where it's restricted and you're not allowed to go prospect for gold or anything like that. So it he, he kind of um, breathes some life into that theory as well. Uh, but at the same time, he was very much gold and silver and sound money from the, or, or uh, fiat money from the government is, is the answer. And I don't think he recognizes the magnitude of the change that's inbound. When you talk about Cliff, what is, what does his data show? And, and this is something he apparently, I think it's his girlfriend or his fiance, his wife, whatever. Uh, Jennifer Mack, who's another YouTuber, I think. Um, she watches Joe. They're both, I guess, a little familiar with Cliff. Well, his data shows that we're going to have this, um, these three alternatives. The first one comes out, it kind of flops. They bring out another one, it kind of flops. They bring out another one. It fails and it's not replaced by anything. Why? Because I think it's because we have crypto. 
we have XRP, which Cliff would very much disagree with, but that's okay. Cause you know, he doesn't, he doesn't understand its use case. He doesn't understand its customer base. He doesn't understand the code, which he claims he reviewed and he repeat continues defending and repeating FUD that's easily disprovable. And he doesn't want to hear it from me or anybody else that he's wrong. It's sad, but uh, you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think Juan Osaven, at least in the context of the fiat is kind of wishful thinking from his trapped perspective, from his caged mind that we need this, the state. And the reality is the state and its ability to print and coin money and maintain a monopoly on the exchange of value is coming to an end. That's going to bring with it some big, significant changes to our society, to our life, to everyday life as you know it. I mean, we, we've talked about that early, early days, like three, four years ago, uh, with how crypto will change, fundamentally change the paradigm for streaming, for exchanging. You know, the whole micropayment stuff is just mind-blowing what that's going to do. So, uh, at the same time, I think it's going to come at the expense of the current paradigm of the current control structure. And it's going to be one that really kicks government in the teeth and um, reduces its ability and its power and its control over us. And I think that's a good thing for humanity. So, okay. Um, what else was there? Oh yeah. So Cliff talked about also the, his, I think he's got some data showing that, uh, shipping the ships from China stop coming one day and that I think it it's probably, you know, they're having all this economic unrest and uh, people are tired of being locked out of their apartments and controlled with these vaccine passports and the social credit store score. And they're starting to rebel. And of course this is being covered up and stepped on as hard as they can, but it's spreading and they're worried about it getting out of control. Maybe that boils over. Maybe something else happens. Maybe we have this big die-off that accelerates and they go into ultra lockdown or something and that stops all the ships, perhaps. Um, I don't know. But, you know, one of the things I've done in my personal life to kind of prepare for this has to do with just my car. And I used to always stock an air filter and a you know, the oil and the oil filter and the cabin, well, not the cabin filter, but the three main filters, three main components I need to change the oil on my car, put in a new air filter, put in a new oil filter and change the oil. Now that this is happening, I'm stocking uh, three oil changes, which I do every 5,000 miles with a full synthetic. Um, and I have a, you know, 12 year old car that's got 200,000 miles on its Toyota to be fine. Um, and I have been systemically going through that car as well, replacing the front suspension. So now it drives like new, uh, I dropped the transmission pan, drained the transmission fluid and got all the little metal filings out of there. And then I'm going to pump the rest out of the torque converter to completely replace the fluid in there without flushing it, which can foul these things. I'm going to flush the brake fluid. I'm going to flush the uh, hydraulic fluid for the radiator. It's 12 years old. Uh, I can get a all aluminum, you know, much higher quality. The factory one has plastic. The plastic gets old. It cracks. Then you have a broken radiator. 
If the ships from China stop, guess what, folks? No radiators. That's where the, most of these are made. There are some made in the United States. Guess what? Those are going to quadruple in price if you can get them. That's what's going to happen to used car parts. So I've been going through kind of system, not only, you know, I've got three um, sets of oil changes, 15,000 miles more than I drive in most years um, or about what I drive in a year. So maybe I should make that six eventually. I'll probably do that. Um, and I've also started changing the cabin filter and so forth, but I dropped the transmission changed. There's a filter in there. I'm going to do that again and pump all the extra fluid out to get that thing probably add a hundred and 150,000 miles to it. I might put a transmission cooler on it, uh, with like the radiator. So I'm going to buy the $120 radiator. I can get the, there's fan electric fans behind it that when you're not moving, they come on and cool the engine. Uh, those are both working fine, but they're 10, 12 years old. So I'm going to replace those cause you can get them for a hundred bucks on eBay now because the, sh the boats are still coming and then I'm going to replace the thermostat. I think the water pump was already replaced and I'm going to get upgraded silicone hoses that should last a long time, five years before I have to touch those and really maybe even flush the system again. I'll be good. And so thermostat hoses, new radiator, new fans, all that's going to cost about 500 bucks or uh, 120, 60, uh, 110, 300, 350, let's say, plus the fluid and so forth and the, the stuff to do the flush and clean it out. So I'm going to spend about 400 bucks on that. If I waited until it broke and then I end up with a broken hose and I can't drive because it will overheat the engine, I have to get it towed. There's a couple hundred bucks. Then I have to buy the radiator from the, the auto parts store. That's going to be two or $300 probably. And then their hoses, which are going to be $100 instead of 50. So yeah, I'm losing uh, some life that I am not getting from replacing these things early before they fail. The original starters on there too, that's 12 years old. I'm like, holy crap, how is that thing still working? It's a Denso, really good stuff. Um, I'm going to replace that as well preventatively. Now that starter might keep working for another two or three years and I'm replacing it needlessly, but I'm replacing it because those parts may not be available or they're available, but they're 10 times the price because everybody needs them. Remember what happened when the shipping was disrupted just from COVID? And I was talking to the auto parts store and he said, what was it? Uh, 2016 and above or 15 and above. You can't get parts right now. And the, what was it? 2014 to 2006. I think he said they've got still lots of stock for. So I have a car right in that ramp. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> I've still got parts. So I started ordering parts. And, you know, I've been doing I've been doing these upgrades to the car to basically go through and replace all the things preventatively that I can now so that essentially I have an engine and a transmission that I'm depending on that I'll be able to get a replacement for because there's a lot of them uh, with all the accessories that are brand new and replaced that I can strip off and you know, put on the, the replacement engine or transmission if I need to. Um, and I think that's a good idea for some of you in that situation to, you know, stock up, even if you take your car to, for somebody else to change the oil, it still might be a good idea 
to buy the oil, buy the filters, and have those at your house where you store them or whatever, store them somewhere, so that if there's some kind of shortage in one of those things, you might be able to still pay somebody to change your oil, which they wouldn't otherwise be able to do just because you went and bought those extra, those three sets of filters, right? If you can't get filters for some reason, I don't know what it's going to be. I'm just saying that's something I'm doing in my life with my resources is I'm going through that car and replacing anything that might be worn out so that I basically have a new car that should last another five to 10 years, no problem. And, uh, and I'm doing this all preemptively so that specifically so that the next five years on that should be really, really problem free aside from, uh, you know, wear and tear things that cause problems. So that's kind of my strategy. Um, I think you guys should at least think about that because, you know, we're heading into, uh, we could be seeing some fireworks here soon, I think. Not only with, you know, what's happening potentially with the Supreme Court and all that, who knows if that'll come to pass, but uh, the COVID die-off from these gene transfection therapies, that's going to come out. The whole crypto space is still not done. We still have the tether fraud out there, which ties in with FTX and everything else. I think all you've got Twitter releasing the truth about COVID. The whole shit show is coming down. Right, the House of Cards is coming down, and uh, that will have far-reaching consequences. And I don't know how much time we have before that whole process kicks off. So I'm doing what I can to sort of prepare as as best I know how for that uh, eventuality should it should it occur. And I think that's something that I hope you guys uh, consider as well as you as you navigate through life and this uh, wonderful, wonderful manifestation of uniqueness in the universe. So there you go. That's all I've got. If you guys have questions, you can ask away. I think there were some. DeFi Dad, I'll check uh, XX Messenger. I think you found me over there. Um... Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Elon's new pronouns, prosecute slash Fauci. That was great. Interesting to see what's happening. I wish I could be there. It's kind of frustrating that I'm not, but I'll submit some appeals when I get time later this week and uh, maybe get reinstated before the, the rush. I appreciate your show here, but the amount of time being given to BitBoy is excessive compared to how many other important subjects you usually discuss. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I want to... I want people to be aware of like how corrupt the space is. And, you know, I just, I see a lot of people supporting this guy and I'm just like, how, why? And I'm not here to judge you for it or anything. I'm saying, here's the evidence. You should probably look at this and think about who these people are and think about what they're doing. I mean, he is literally pushing a bill, trying to sneak a bill through Congress that's so good he just can't show it to us to fix everything. <laughs> I mean, this is this is somebody who's 
got six million dollars in the bank after participating in in some form or fashion in nine pump and dumps rug pulls on his audience and now he's wanting to turn over a new leaf and go legit and by the way he's going to work everything out with the government for us uh you know i, I think it's important to talk about bitboy crypto and and what he's doing so i disagree with you okay there's Gretchen saying, yes, this is why we need you on Twitter and think you will stick this time. I'm, I'm not quite that optimistic, dear. <laughs> not quite that optimistic after what I've seen from some of these folks. Uh, any chance you could help some of us get started on XX Network? I know they were trading on an exchange. I don't know. I, like, I haven't kept up with crypto. I've been swamped since I've been back from Florida, so... Uh, I've tried, or is it that I'm in Canada? It could be. I know the U.S. has been like heavily restricted because of the SEC nonsense. Um, yeah, I just I, I don't know what to tell you. There's there's the XX, XX Messenger, which is an app that you can download, but I would just go to, I don't know, start looking and try and find out what exchanges they're on, see if you can get on one of those exchanges or see if you can find someone. It is a privacy coin. See if you can find someone that will do some kind of private sale with you. Maybe. But be careful. Make sure you don't violate any local laws. Because, you know, that would be illegal. <laughs> okay. Uh, did they ever report on the news that there were volunteers to give unvaccinated blood? I don't think they did in that second segment. I think they did in the first one, which was more fair, but the second one, not really. Not really. So, uh, okay. Let me see. Very strange. It looks like they left the catheter in her hand with the clot and started another one. Wouldn't do that without removing the first one. Maybe it was just because the clot was in there, Shane. I'm not sure. He's talking about the the vax noodles that were pulled from the from the pick line i do not picks are suspicious clots actually look like normal clots we'll look into what that treatment is clots like that can be from incompetent iv setup or blood collection hmm, interesting but would they pull out in long strings like that because that's sort of been the defining factor and the other thing you had the Epic Times, they did an analysis on one of these and found they're not actually clots because the the um, elemental makeup of what's in the vax noodles is completely almost at odds with what you see in blood clots. So it's clearly something else. I don't think we official officialdom science hasn't acknowledged this most certainly. So. Uh, do I watch Dr. John Campbell's videos? Uh, yes, I do occasionally haven't seen him lately, but I've, we, we've talked about some on the show a few times, his latest one. No, so what he, he's the guy that would re, would take studies and he'd have a piece of paper and he'd go by and talk about it and check it off and underline things and so forth. And he managed to survive on YouTube somehow. Uh, and then he got labeled by debunk the funk and others as a, as an anti-vaccine conspiracy theorist, because it, he, you know, the evidence was changing his mind that he was reviewing. 
So he says his latest one covers China loosening restrictions and rolling out a non-mRNA vaccine. A not, yeah, as far as I know, China has not injected anyone with an mRNA vaccine. Like they don't want that for their people. One should ask why, given the role that they played in this. Of course, you know, you, you have all these uh, NIAID, NIH, uh, defused Department of Defense funded components that were all seemingly brought together for COVID-19. You had Ralph Barrick at UNC inventing the way to do gene editing without leaving the fingerprints that make it obvious, you know, the little genetic markers that show this was an insertion can do it without the fingerprints and uh, then shipping that off COVID-19 off for production in China. So, and of course we've talked about over the years, the connections and the leverage and blackmail and who knows what else and the university professors that are engaged in treason and selling state secrets and uh, delivering our research to China through this, uh, basically getting bribed to do that. So yeah, they, there's something, they know something. That's also why they're doing these extreme lockdowns and so forth. Maybe it goes back to uh, what Shane and I have been back and forth on with the vax noodles in, in the blood with this lady that claims she's unvaccinated. They're trying to minimize the spread of this mRNA and COVID-19 because they know it's a bioweapon. They know about viral shedding. They know the danger that this poses to humanity and they're trying to minimize their people from it. And in the process, because they're being so Orwellian and uh, heavy-handed with their response, they've basically turned all of the apartment buildings into ghettos, putting up fencing with barbed wire, and scan your phone, your COVID pass, to get back into your home, to be able to sleep in your bed. And if it's red, mm, I'm sorry report to the nearest uh, police station so they can assist you. (laughs) So because they're having to do that to try and protect their people, they're creating, uh, you know, all of these riots and uprisings and they might very well lose control. That might be what Cliff High was referring to and seen in his data. I don't know. It's a possibility though. Interesting one to consider. Okay. Unfortunately, I was caught up in the damn Celsius shit show. (laughs) Hopefully creditors will get something back. Yeah, a lot of people. Wolfman's another one that was definitely was caught up in that also and lost quite a few XRP in that scam. So uh, let's see. Shane saying they could if the blood left in the tubing is still strange. Yeah. So. Thanks for talking a little crypto tonight. Any insight on the Ripple case? I've heard rumors of closure on 1215. I don't know. Um, there's been rumors that it's going to be resolved for <laughs> since it was announced, right? They haven't come true. This is a delay strategy to buy the bankers, the cabal, more time. Take the can down the road. They know it's unstoppable, that they can't, you know, keep, keep it off forever. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Again, for me, it's just a a sit back and hold. And also, you know, with Joe and his whole dreams and so forth and seeing things that he has seen that are 
really starting to play out, I think. And there's some lending some credibility to what he's been suggesting. He sees one more big crash. XRP goes down to, I think, 22 cents, something like that. He's got buy orders placed waiting for that. And, you know, like with my mom, I've got cash. This is on uphold cash sitting on uphold. So if there's some kind of banking problem or whatever, they can't, you know, use the credit card network for some strange reason. Well, it's already on uphold. And then it's just, it's, it takes one more link in the chain out that might break. Right. And so she'll be able to place those buy orders and hopefully buy some. And that's supposedly the final slam down before XRP takes off. I don't know. Is that going to happen? Maybe. I don't know, but I'm kind of playing it. I, th- I think it's, it's again, things are lining up for that to play out. Tether is still this giant fraud. Tether loaned FTX billions, gave them billions in Tether, took off with people's crypto, right? That was a big, huge wealth extraction. That was They're they're one of the people on the take in that whole scam. So it's, it's going to come down. It's going to crash. Um, there's no way. I mean, Tether is just a, just a giant scam. It's bad. It's not backed by what they've claimed it's backed by and FTX and all these other companies that are taking people's money. And then all of a sudden, Oh, sorry, we don't have any more money and, uh, your money it's gone. And, uh, Hey, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for coming. Thank Thanks. you. For coming. Thank you. Bye guys. <laughs> That's happened over and over and over again in crypto. And, uh, I think it's, it all tethers sort of the root of the root of a lot of that evil because it is the deep state. It is the cabal. It is the criminal enterprise funneling money out of hardworking people's hands and into their pockets. And I think BitBoy's in some regards, a part of that. He's played that game as well. And now he doesn't want to admit it. And instead of addressing the concerns, as I easily laid out in the beginning of the show, that that's exactly what he could do. Here's my trades, guys, on these two that are in in question. Here's when I bought them. Here's when I sold them. Uh, and here's how much I got. Oh, and by the way, here's the videos that I was compensated for. He's not doing any of that. He's not doing any of that. Instead, he's equating the people that challenge him as toxic to the crypto space, as um, child molesters and whatever else he can come up with to deflect attention away from him, to paint them as crazy. He does it when the ball's in his court, when he's up on stage, he's got the microphone, he's got the audience, he's got the following, I'm more important than you. He's not addressing the the concerns raised. He's engaging in ad hominems, character assassinations, logical fallacies. And it's just, uh, you know, he's another one of the bad actors that needs to go, in my opinion. So that's why I focus on him and this stuff. it's, It's all connected. It's all coming together. The House of Cards is coming down, and I think uh, the show's about to get real, real interesting, folks. So, all right, that's it, folks. I'm out of here. I'm Sam. I am. Thanks, everybody. 
can't see what's happening by now, then you're blind. They said it was to save lives, yeah, that was a lie. The writing's on the wall, man, can't you see the signs? Now they coming for the children, they just crossed the line. They said just give it time, only three weeks and it will all be fine. They want you tuned in to that TV every night, so that they can implant fear deeply in your mind. Now in order to defeat them, yo, we need to unite. The Ministry of Truth has taken over, there's a reason that they chose Corona. Yeah, Corona means crown, work it out, man, it's all symbolism from the beginning they told you a virus of the mind infecting your thoughts but enough is enough now we're saying no more we see the trojan horse at the door this is war we can't ignore the call big brother's gonna fall yeah we gotta light the torch for humanity because 1984 wasn't fantasy george orwell was warning what the plan would be now you can see it all in their strategy yeah 